and we are live, Business and Buckets, episode 104. The last few weeks, I'm here in the Pacific Northwest. Just came back from uh, Phoenix last week, scouting down houses. Thank goodness I did that. If you're ever moving across country, renting houses, go check it out before you go. Some of the top options I had out there were definitely not, you know, houses that I would have liked to sign a lease on. Ideally, going to Phoenix, I live in one house, don't have to move until I'm ready to buy or get out of Phoenix. And uh, yeah, some of those houses I thought off Zillow would be the ones were definitely not the ones. So, um, you know, wrapping up, going to have this all tore down next week. Probably do a couple with some lav mics, just kind of just figure it out as I get moving. And I'll be driving to the desert. On the 28th, getting ready for November in the desert, get away from the, the gray, cloudy, rainy weather on its way. And uh, things are going crazy in Seattle right now. I know we're talking MMA, UFC, but uh, the Mariners are in the postseason. I'm going to the game this Saturday, the first postseason game in my li- of my life. That's going to be a ton of fun. Trying to meet with some people, have the you know my favorite places to eat before I go. So lots of going on in the world of business at Buckets. And pretty soon, I will be rebranding, transitioning. So lots of things coming down the pipe. So stay tuned because I know y'all be tuning in. But before we talk MMA, we got to, you know, we had a week off. We have another card this weekend. Then the banger, Abu Dhabi, Yaz Island, the weekend after. I'm fired up for that card. That's kind of my going away party. So, uh, you know, it's kind of overshadowing the card this week, but there's some good fights to be talking about. But before we talk fights, let's talk the one and only sponsor here at Business and Buckets, and that is Fueled Supplements. So the Business and Buckets podcast is proudly sponsored by Fueled Supplements. If you guys are an elite athlete, a busy mom on the go, or looking for the perfect product to suit your daily wellness needs, Fueled Supplements has you covered. Choose from their selection of premium sports and wellness formulas backed by over 30 years of market experience. Use my promotion code BUCKETS for 15% off. Promotion code BUCKETS, B-U-C-K-E-T-S. I've been preaching to the choir. I'm going to say it again. Support small business. If you're going to GNC, you're buying supplements online. Check them out. FueledSupplements.com will ship to you in a timely manner. High quality products. I use them each and every day on my health and wellness journey. Excited to be living close to to, to the homie in the desert. Uh, lots of cool, fun events and branding and things that we're going to do together uh, to help help keep my ass in shape. But we're going to talk some fights because there are a bunch of fights that have been booked since last week's episode. And again, we have another card back. No more weekends off. We have Jan Blakovich and Megomed Ankalaev on UFC 282. I mean, this is the fight that made sense. The number one contender fight. The winner here gets the title shot uh, to fight Yuri Prashaka, the winner of him versus Glover Teixeira in the rematch. This is going to be a fun fucking fight. Can't wait to break that down. Was excited to see that that was official. I know Blakovich wanted to get in there, but you get to fight the very good up-and-coming Ankalaev. We have Big Mouth Kevin Holland out of retirement. I knew that was too good to be true. Basically, 
He was saying, hinted, if I get paid for a sweet opponent, I'll come back and fight. Well, he is getting to take on Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Could you imagine the striking? You know, both of these fighters have struggled losses lately for guys that are typical grapplers. So the striking clinic that we get to see should be a good time. Potentially before they both retire, Steven Wonderboy is end, you know, getting towards the end of his career. And Kevin Holland, no one knows what's going on with Kevin Holland. He's out there in the streets saving people, doing his thing, but he got the fight booked. I knew he wouldn't be fully retired December 3rd. And we have um, one of the OGs, Mauricio Shogun Rua, taking on Iho Pretoria um, for UFC 283. So it could be potentially Shogun's last fight in the UFC. We have a real big banger in the heavyweights, Ty Tuavasa. Sergey Pavlovich, December 3rd in Orlando. So that card is starting to get built out. Anywhere Ty Tuavas is going, we are tuning in. Shoeies all day. Another veteran fight, potentially both of their last fights. Alexander Gustafson, OSP, UFC 282, Ovince Saint Peru. That should be a good one of two guys um, that uh, might be fighting. You know, the winner might fight again. The loser might be done. Up-and-coming stud who has fought recent, recently, Jayton Almeida versus Maxime Grishin. Really excited for that one. Almeida is really, really on a hot streak, really demolishing people. He's going to get a stiff competition in Maxim Grishin. We have Nico Price, Philip Rowe for December 3rd in Orlando as well. See if Nico Price can right the ship and get back on track. We have Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Sadyukub Kakaramanov. Um, see what Saeed can do as he continues his, his journey up the rankings. Frankie Edgar's last fight, UFC 281 against Chris Gutierrez. So that'll be the Goodwill tour for Mr. Frankie Edgar and his history Hall of Fame career. And this one should be a fucking fun one. We get to see more of Shavat Rachmanov as he takes on Jeff Neal. He had just beat Neil Magny, who, you know, him and Jeff Neal are pretty stiff competition, pretty similar fighters. Let's see what Shavat can do um, as he continues to just shred everybody in his path. Johnny Walker, Paul Craig, UFC 283. We saw this one coming. Johnny Walker versus the veteran Bearju Craig. Can't wait for that one. And not official yet, but supposedly Movsar Evloev was injured in training. So um, Bryce Mitchell may need a new opponent. It's rumored that Aliyah Topiria is most likely. We'll see what happens in the coming days and weeks leading up because Evloev Mitchell would have been a good time. But we all want to see Thug Nasty back in the octagon. Elsewhere in the world of MMA, um, Le'Veon Bell is going to box UFC retiree Uriah Hall on an undercard of the uh, Jake Paul Anderson Silva bout. You know, for Hall, this you would think should be an easy win. For Bell, good luck. Um, but hey, you know, I'll, I'll tune in, see what happens. But I don't really have a lot to say on that one. And then UFC 284 officially booked in February in Perth, Australia. This should be the Volkanovski headliner as he gets to uh, do work in his home home country. And um, 
You know, he is the backup for the fight in Abu Dhabi. So as long as he doesn't win that, he should be fighting to retain the title. And in glory kickboxing, Alistar Overeem defeats Bader Hari in the trilogy kickboxing fight. So Alvareem gets to close that chapter of his of his career. He gets to continue winning in his uh, twilight days of his career. And then in PFL, Julia Budd, Aspen Lad booked for November 25th. Get to see Aspen Lad first fight in the PFL. That was booked quickly, no surprise. And she shouldn't have to worry about making weight in the, the, the higher weight class. And lastly, Chell Sonnen, Tito Ortiz, number two. Yes, I, I, I am correct in saying Chell Sonnen versus Tito Ortiz, February 23rd, 2023, in the MMA for, uh, in an MMA bout, no boxing, no celebrity boxing here for Freedom Fight Night. Again, I'll tune in. I'm kind of intrigued. Do I expect high level fighting? Not at all. Uh, but Chell Sonnen really hates Tito Ortiz, so he wants to go and kick his ass. I still can't believe that that's official. <laughs> I mean, at what point do we say these guys are too old and out of shape? They're, you know, they could have too much damage in these fights. We're not going to allow them to fight. Maybe that's something that happens in the future because we're getting a lot of older dudes that haven't probably taken a punch or been in an octagon or done anything of that nature in quite some time. But let's talk UFC Fight Night Vegas 62 this weekend with the main card starting at 4 p.m. Pacific on ESPN+. Plus. Obviously, there's college football. There's playoff baseball. So you're going to have to have the ESPN Plus subscription for this one. Starting in the prelims, and what a fight we get in the prelims. Nick Maximov, the 24-year-old fighter with an 8-1 record, taking on Jacob Mamba Malkoon the 27-year-old with a 6-2 and two record. And, uh, you know, just quickly before I talk about this, transitioning to MMA has been quite the challenge. I just watched the Redeem Team Netflix documentary. I see Mamba. I'm already thinking of Kobe and what they were able to do beating Spain in the championship back in the day. That was a great Netflix um, documentary. And then, you know, playoff baseball, football, I, I was so used to just talking about this with every week. I felt like I was able to get it off my chest. And, you know, now I don't have as ha have that as much. So I feel like I just want to be able to talk it. But I'm pulling it in. I'm pulling it in. I'm excited for the fights. Uh, but maybe I'll have to get more active on Twitter just to say what I have to say to see what, you know, kind of feedback I can get. Especially moving to Arizona all by myself and not really knowing anybody. Um, I I'm going to be, you know, full of just sports shit that I'm going to want to spew out. But this is an awesome fight, you know, early in the prelim card. I'm surprised it's in the prelim card. You know, I believe both of these fighters are going to be staples in the middleweight division. You know, neither of them are in their prime. Maximov way early before his prime. And we, we really get to see who the better grappler is here. I, you know, really do think Maximov is when it comes to like the folk style traditional wrestling. Uh, but Malkun is just fucking grinded guys out. Single leg, run the pipe, single leg, run the pipe, you know, hip, uh, outside head push, you know, leg sweeps. He's really been able to just grind out victories lately. And, um, we're really going to see who the better grappler is here. Or maybe we'll just see who the better striker is because you put two good grapplers together. Sometimes you get a striking clinic. Either way, I'm excited. 
When we look at Maximov, he trains out of the Nick Diaz Academy. He is part of the Nick Diaz Army. At 24, only 24, he is a King of the Cage, LFA, and Dana White Contender Series alum. I mean, this is kind of that new blood that is bred for the MMA. He does have a 3-inch reach advantage in this fight and a 4-inch leg reach advantage. He's on a one-fight losing streak and is 1-1 one one this calendar year and 3-1 and one in his UFC tenure. Now, Jacob has a boxing and BJJ background. He's a brown belt in BJJ. He is on a one-fight losing streak, and he is 2-2 two two in the UFC. Now, I think this is probably going to be go to a decision. I don't think we'll see a finish here. I think after Nick's quick loss to Andre Petrosky, I do think we're going to see a ferocious Maximov. Um, you know, one of his first losses of his career. I'm riding with the young buck. I'm taking Nick Diaz Army. I'm putting that ish on my parlay. And we getting that bread. Moving on. Rafael Asuncao, the 40-year-old fighter with a 27-9 and record, taking on Victor La Mangosta Henry, the 35-year-old fighter with a 22-5 and record. Now, here we get a battle of some MMA veterans, potentially Rafael's last fight as he is in must-win mode and is going to continue in the UFC at 40 years old. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Rafael is a Muay Thai, BJJ, and Shotokan background. He's a Southpaw fighter with a black belt in BJJ. He's a WEC alum, so an OG. He's on a four-fight losing streak, although it was all against legit opponents. And he hasn't fought since December of 2021. He also hasn't won since July of 28, and that was against a very good up-and-coming Rob Font. And 10 of his 27 wins are via submission. Now, Victor is on a two-fight winning streak. One of them in the UFC, he's a rising alum, and eight of his 22 wins are via submission. I really do like Rafael Asuncao, but I'm worried about his chin as he's coming off multiple knockout losses. At 40 years old, a chin going, that's never a good sign. And Victor is just now getting his feet wet in the UFC. He's going to be coming in with a ton of confidence. For that reason, I am sadly taking Victor Henry, but we are putting him on our parlay. We're marking that ish down, and we getting that bread. Moving on to the main card. We have Misha Serkinov, 35-year-old fighter with a 15-8 record, taking on Alonzo Atomic Menafield, 34 years old with a 12-3 record. What a banger we get here to start the main card. I mean, two animals entering the octagon, looking to right the ship to get their UFC trajectory on ba uh, back on track, and I'm sure it's going to deliver. Now, Misha trains out of Extreme Couture. He's a black belt in BJJ. He is on a three-fight losing streak. Two of them are at middleweight after fighting at light heavyweight. And eight of his 15 wins are via submission. Four of his eight losses are via knockout. And he does have a two and a half inch leg reach advantage. Now, Alonzo, he has a Muay Thai background. He's a Bellator, RFA, LFA, and Dana White Contender Series alum. He's on a one fight winning streak. And nine of his 12 wins are via knockout. Now, I believe Misha is going to look to grapple Alonzo and look to tire him out. I think Alonzo needs to fight patiently 
And if he can land a big shot, he could get the finish. He hasn't had to fight many grapplers lately. And Serkinov knows what his goals are. So it's going to be interesting to see if Serkinov can execute. But I'm going to go with the favorite. I'm taking Alonzo. We're putting him on our parlay. We marking that ish down. And we getting that bread. Moving on. We get Jordan, the Beverly Hills Ninja, right? 31-year-old fighter with a 12-3 record, taking on Dusko Thunder Todorovic, the 28-year-old fighter with an 11-3 record. Now, it's going to be a fun fight as some talented fighters that are looking to get back on track. You know, they've suffered a couple L's. Jordan just now hitting his prime. Todorovic entering his prime, getting ready to enter his prime. And both fighters should fight with aggression, which should lead for more of uh, for one of the more fun fights on this card. They need the wins. You know, they, they've had a, a, a stage of their career where everyone had high expectations. And now it's time to deliver. And for fight fans, we're going to tune in. Now, Jordan is an orthodox fighter. He's flip-flopped from light heavyweight to middleweight. He's a brown belt in karate. He's got a three-inch reach advantage. He's an LFA and Dana White Contender Series alum. He is on a two-fight losing streak. He's 2-3 and three in the UFC, and 7 of his 12 wins are via knockout. 2 of his 3 losses are also via knockout. To knock out or to be knocked out. Now, Dusko, he's an orthodox fighter. He's a black belt in BJJ and Taekwondo. He is also a Dana White Contender Series alum. He is on a 1-fight losing streak. 7 of his 11 wins are via knockout. And again, two of his three losses are via knockout. I'm telling y'all, we're about to see some, some fun, crazy aggression, knockout power, and someone probably getting knocked the fuck out. Now, I've really liked what I've seen from Dusko since his Dana White Contender Series fight. I think he's had some brutally tough draws in the UFC. I mean, actually, let, let's just pull this shit up, man. I mean, at 28 years old, I mean, he, he's been hyped up himself. But you enter the UFC, you win the Dana White Contender Series fight, you beat Daquan, uh, Daquan Townsend by TKO in the second round, but then you fight Puna Healy Soriano. Puna's a fucking animal. He gets knocked out. He fights fucking Gregory Robocop. I mean, two of your first three fights, you got Puna Healy and fucking Robocop. He, he loses to Robocop VUD. He doesn't even get knocked out. Then he knocks out McKee uh, Pitolo and then fights Chidi Nojaquani. Come on, Chidi Bang, Robocop, and Puna. I mean, that's got to be some great experience in the octagon, especially where those fighters are a few years later. And I believe we're going to see the better Dusko with a little bit of desperation sprinkled with uh, the opportunity to get a finish, to get that momentum right back before he enters his prime. I think he's in good shape. Now, Jordan's best win was against, I would probably say, Jamie Pickett last year. But I don't like what I've seen from him in his last few fights compared to what I've seen from Todorovic. And if Dusko loses this fight, he is nowhere near where he should be. And I believe he knows that. We're going to see the best Dusko. We're putting him on my, our parlay. We marking that ish down. And we getting that bread. And then my fight of the night contender here, Askar Bullet Askarov, 
the 30-year-old fighter with a 14-1-1 record and the number four next to his name, taking on Brandon Rodog Royval, the 30-year-old fighter with a 14-6 and record and the number five next to his name. Now, what a fun fight we have in store here, man. The flyweight division has delivered lately, and this one is not going to disappoint. Two guys typically at the top of the rankings are finally squaring off, and both of them are trying to put go in for another title run. You lose this, you're right back in the mix of the pack. And, you know, with Moreno, Figgy, four, there hasn't been a lot of people able to get up into the top, so that just shows you how important this is. And I think this is the fight on this card that I am the most excited for. I really want to see what Brandon could do against Asgar. Brandon beats Asgar. I believe he is a true, true contender in the flyweight division because we've seen Radog really improve just like we have Kaikara France. And look what Kaikara France was able to do. He was able to go on and take, take on Brandon Moreno and give him a run for his money. Now, Asgar trains out of Eagles in Dagestan. As a typical Dagestani, he has a wrestling and sambo background. He's an international sport, a master of sport and freestyle wrestling and combat sambo. He's on a one-fight losing streak. He is three, one and one in the UFC, and seven of his 14 wins are via submission. Now, Brandon trains out of Factory X. He is a black belt in BJJ. He is a World Series uh, of Fighting and LFA alum and former champ of the LFA. Nine of his 14 wins are via submission. He's on a two-fight winning streak. He's 4-2 and two in the UFC, and he has a two-and-a-half-inch leg reach advantage. Now, both men obviously want a, a shot at a title, deservingly so. Both fighters are right in their primes at 30 years old. I do believe their striking is pretty even. I like Asgar to be able to dominate as a, as a wrestler, and Brandon has kind of shoddy takedown defense. He is very scrambly. He could get up and down quick. He's hard to hold down. Both fighters are good on the ground in their jujitsu skills. But I think in this three-round affair, I have Asgar outpointing Brandon for a decision win. He'll mix in grappling. He's got to try not to empty the gas tank. You know, uh, maybe some leg kicks, keep him at distance, get the job done. This was a five-round fight. I think that would that would help uh, Roy Vall with his good conditioning. I just don't believe it helps Roy Vall that Asker's coming off a loss. Uh, you know, it was a unanimous decision, and it was Asker's first loss. So we're going to see how, 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 how much that really affects Askarov and see what, what the best version of Askarov is because I believe we're going to get it in this fight. He should come in more improved. I'm expecting them to be sharper. And I'm really excited to see where the striking can go. For that purpose, I'm taking Askarov. I'm putting him on my parlay. We marking that ish down. And we getting that bread. And then the killer cub. We get Cub Swanson. 38 years old with a 28-12 and 12 record. Taking on Jonathan Dragon Martinez. The 28-year-old fighter with a 15-4 and four record. Now, this fight's going to be an interesting one. This is Cubs' first fight at bantamweight at 38 years old. And it's not like he moved up. He's moving down. Jonathan's on a roll right now, but he hasn't really faced anyone like the, set, the veteran-savvy Cub Swanson. 
Cub, he's a black belt in BJJ. He's honest, you know, he's a the, one of the realest of all real OGs in MMA and UFC. He's a king of the cage and WEC alum. He has six fight of the night awards. He delivers. He's one of my favorites, you know. He has the most fight night bonuses in UFC featherweight division history with nine. He had the 2016 fight of the year against Duho Choi. He was 2012 all-violence team. He's on a one-fight winning streak. He's 3-1 and one in his last four fights. And 13 of his 28 wins are via knockout. Seven of his 12 losses are via submission. Now, Jonathan trades out of Factory X. He's a blue belt in BJJ. He's on a three-fight winning streak. Seven of his 16 wins are via knockout. And he has bounced between featherweight and bantamweight himself. I'm The only thing I'm really worried about with Cub is how he's going to look in bantamweight with the weight cut. Save your bets. Save everything. I always say recommend wait till after weigh-ins. Uh, just like the Jose Aldo, his last fight, he looked brutal in the weight cut. I was like, ah, not, not betting on him. I really want to see Cub Swanson, how his weight cut is. You know, does he have to have more time? Does he look drained? Is he barely able to stand on the scale? That's really going to be important for me. But besides that, I just think he has too much octagon time. He's too well-rounded. And then at thir- even at 38 years old, I think he's going to be too good for Martinez. Now, that's going to be a fun one. I expect Cub to come in with a good game plan, find a way to get a decision victory here, and he looked good. I mean, he knocked out Darren Elkins, which is no easy feat. He fought Giga Chikadze. And the funny thing is, is Swanson's the dog. They got Martinez favored just as much as Giga Chikadze was. No offense to Jonathan Martinez, but I don't think you're no Giga Chikadze. For that reason, I'm riding the dog here. We're putting Killer Cub on the parlay. We marking that ish down and we getting that bread. To the main event we go. We have Alexa Grasso, 29 years old with a 14-3 and record and the number five next to her name, taking on Vivian Araujo, 35 years old with a 11-3 and record and the number six next to her name. I think this is a fun main event. We get two women on a roll. I think we're going to see this fight go everywhere, against the cage, on the mat, Um, someone will probably get saved by the bell. We're going to see a striking clinic, kicking. There's going to be a little bit of everything. What I really think this comes down to is what woman has the better cardio and what woman could take more damage. I think both of them are going to land good shots, but who could outlast them in a five-round fight? That's going to be intriguing. Now, Alexa has a boxing background. She's a purple belt in BJJ and a Victa alum. And she's on a three-fight winning streak. Vivian, she's a black belt in BJJ. She's a black belt in Luda Livre. She's on a one-fight winning streak, and she is 3-1 and one since 2020. And four of her 11 wins are via submission. I really like the durability of Araujo, but Grasso's bo- boxing is so crisp. I believe she's going to outstrike Vivian. I mean, Vivian's going to need to get Grasso down, She's going to have to use her BJJ to get the win. And I just don't think that's going to happen. I'm excited for this one, though. I've been back and forth. Still kind of back and forth. But I'm taking Grasso. 
Grasso. We're marking her down and we getting that bread. It's a fun card. Good fight night card. All the sports this weekend. Shit's going down. I'll be at the, the, the wild card game. Tune in to Safeco. I'm on the third baseline. Not Safeco. It's T-Mobile Park. Third baseline. Scope me out. Might be out there, you know, saying what's up. But as much as I don't want to discredit this card, next weekend we get the card of the year potential on Yaz Island. But don't forget, it's an 11 a.m. Pacific main card start. The prelims are on ESPN News at 7 a.m. Pacific. And it's a pay-per-view, obviously. I mean, I, I lost count. Where, where are we at? UFC what? 280, I think. Let's see. Um, UFC 280. Are they both on ESPN News? They just reorganized the card. Prelims. ESPN News, 7 a.m. Pacific. I mean, that's a wake-up next weekend. Fights, college football. Get the fucking day started, you know? You hurt? But I'm super excited. The Sugar Show back in the octagon. Pewter Yawn. We got fucking Charles Oliveira, Islam Makachev, TJ Killashaw, Aljamain Sterling. Can't wait to, to preview that. Can't wait to bet on that. Can't wait to recap this. You already know the drill. Episode 104. We'll see you guys next week.